0: I'm very grateful this past week for having had the opportunity to learn or I think it feels even more like relearning a lesson. I'm finding that in this life that so many of the most important lessons are those that I have to relearn. That's not really what I'm going to talk about today but that is what it felt like because I feel like I knew this already but possibly had forgotten it along the way and I think so much of this journey for me has been about relearning or remembering things that I have forgotten because I'm human. In this particular case, the lesson is very simple, but I feel like it is also very powerful. And that is that it is possible to find clarity amidst very extreme anger and confusion. And in this case, there was a whole host of other emotions as well. But what I want to, uh, and as always, the story itself is not important other than just giving enough of it to give some context. In this particular case, I, have, I had, and I guess that is the operative word here, uh, because there was a decision that was made, I had a potential client that I was working with on behalf of one of my clients. And things looked very promising in terms of being able to, uh, to get the people that I work for engaged with this particular organization. And at some point, things really took a very drastic turn. Suddenly, there was some inconsistent communication, some unclear communication. Uh, it felt like there was a little bit of manipulative behavior. There was just a whole host of things that felt like suddenly it became very apparent that there was some other agenda here. And I don't want to get carried away in terms of, uh, you know, feeling like there was some sort of. Uh, you know agenda on anyone's part i just know that sometimes the you know the way organizations work at least this is from my experience is just really a conglomeration of people and sometimes there's certain people that operate a certain way and ultimately an organization will also reflect that because it's a group of people what i found was is that i guess the part of this that i feel like is 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 really important and really formative is that I found myself, because I always am wanting to do the best work that I can do for my clients, and I put a lot of, quote-unquote, heart and soul into this. And I really, it's almost like in a way, if, I, if they were doing this to me, it would have been a little bit different. But in this case, because this was something that they, I felt like they were doing for my client, or to my client, I took it even more seriously and found myself even more aggravated and more frustrated than I may. It's hard to say, but that is really what, uh, you know, at least what what it was feeling like for me. And as I began to realize that there was some manipulation going on and there were some inconsistencies to what was being communicated, I began to find myself very angry. And the reason why I found myself very angry was because of the fact that my client had invested a lot of time, and effort and resources into providing what these people wanted only to find out later that, that ultimately they were being taken advantage of. And even though, you know, in, in, in this particular case that we try as much as possible to determine whether or not resources are being wasted or whether someone is taking advantage, sometimes it's a risk and sometimes you just don't know. But what I would say is most importantly is that I found myself this week and as hard as it is to admit, I found myself unbelievably angry and, and more angry than I had been in a really, really long time. And there was this, there, there was this sense of really what I would refer to as there's, it's, it's almost as if it's a sense of what Buddhists refer to as injured innocence. There's somehow this feeling of how dare someone take advantage in this case, because I felt some sense of of being protective of the client that I'm working for and wanting to do, the, to, to do the best work I can do for them. There was this almost kind of like what I'd refer to as protective anger. I really, it, it, it felt like it was even more personal. And that's what I really wanted to say here is that when anger gets very personal, this is usually where it gets very difficult. And I have been in a situation where I, I generally don't get angry very easily. It's not something that really happens very often. I tend to have what I refer to as a long fuse and I will I'm a very long suffering human being. But at some point everybody has their, you know, everybody has their breaking point. And I know that ultimately I passed that point point. and it began to be very very difficult for me to cope in any in any kind of constructive way. It became very difficult for me to see the situation clearly. And at some point, all I could really see was my anger and all I could really see was my resentment. And I knew that I wanted to, to try as much as possible not to lash out at anyone, even though I felt like lashing out. And I will freely admit that, that there was a part of me that was beginning to feel very unconstructive and just really wanting to vent my anger and frustration and what is so helpful is that ultimately the practice is what enabled me to be able to realize and I, and I'm not going to say it happened right away. I'm not even going to say that it happened within, you know, just a few minutes. At some point once I found myself where I was just completely I'm trying to think of the right way to describe this. When when all I can see is what I'm angry about, when all I can literally look around me And that's all that I can see, and that's all that I can get involved in, and I can't really see anything else, I can't really deal with anything else, I know that this is a situation that something has to change. And I can't just brute force myself out of that, I can't just suddenly become aware that I'm angry and talk myself out of it, and I certainly have tried that before and it really doesn't work. So in this case, it was really a matter of, and it was very painful to just start being aware of the angry thoughts that I was thinking. I could hear myself wanting, it's almost as if I was having a conversation in my head that I really did want to say certain things and I think that's just a matter of energy. I really felt myself needing to vent and so if I wasn't going to lash out at someone, the conversations in my head started and i And I think that's just a way. I I don't really understand that from a scientific standpoint. But I know at some point that's really all I could. That's all I could. That's the only thing I was tuned into. And I knew that there was a need. One thing I did know was that there was a need for me to get objective. There was a need for me to get some clarity. But it's very, very hard to just, you know, to force myself to get clear about something. And so what I just reflexively did in the moment and it's only because I've practiced doing this before and it's not because I created that practice for myself this is ultimately through practicing mindfulness that when I have found myself in extreme emotional situations when I found that my mind is so completely wrapped up in whatever it is that I'm angry about where I am so identified as being the person that's frustrated and irritated and that I'm the person that someone or some people have done something to, I know that the only way for me to really be able to move on from that is to just pay attention to my thoughts and to witness them and to attend to them. And that's ultimately what I did, and I will admit that it was not fun, it did not feel good, but at the same time I knew that I needed to pay attention and that it's even harder to pay attention when I know that there's no quick fix. And I knew that going into this, I knew that I was going to start paying attention and I was going to start witnessing thoughts that really did not feel good. And that at the same time, that's really the only way that I could ever come back to a place of clarity is to begin to uh let, you know to calm my mind if there is any way for me to do that. In this particular case, I basically began to pay attention to my breathing. And I noticed that I was breathing in a very shallow fashion. Um, I really wasn't necessarily breathing fully in and out. I was just, I, you know, clearly had a lot of physical contraction. And for me, that's kind of expanding on mindfulness practice. Is just really being mindful of not only my, my, my brain and what's going on in my mind, but also including the body because the mind, you know, is clearly more than just the brain that I could really pay attention to, okay, what exactly is my body doing? And I think this is really something that builds upon mindfulness practice. But at the same time though, it is really about more You know, realizing that I can pay attention to more than what's happening in my head, so to speak. But that is really where the main focus has been. And by really attending to, not both of these things at the same time, but kind of moving back and forth and I don't think there is any specific way that this is supposed to be done. I think it's a matter of just knowing oneself and knowing what one needs in any particular situation. I practiced for many years; all I paid attention to was my thoughts, and so and I found that that has been very, very beneficial. And it maybe it is is it is that through doing that for a longer period of time. Uh, that there can be kind of a stable awareness or a stable witness to these thoughts that that begins to come online to the point where it can it can possibly be expanded to also paying attention to the way the body is contracting. I don't want to overcomplicate things, and I certainly don't want to add uh, anything more to just paying attention to thoughts unless that resonates with someone. And I'm not an, I'm certainly not an expert and don't really have a you know necessarily a lot to say about uh, how to do that in other words how to include paying attention to the body and where it's holding tension as well i've just found that as i have progressed through this i have availed myself of of other teachers and people that have been able to show me how to do that but at the end of the day though if i if i you know i can pay attention to my body all day long but if i'm not paying attention to these thoughts then i'm not really going to know where i'm getting hung up because Even if I am holding tension in my body, what's going to keep that tension there and what's going to maintain that is the way that I'm thinking. It's going to be the self-talk, what it is that I'm telling myself, what it is that I believe about what has happened. And in this particular case, there was a lot of confusion because I had the ability to make a choice. My clients were looking to me to decide what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to proceed with this organization knowing what we know about them? what do we do and it's a very tif- difficult position to be in because i know ultimately i'm in the business of helping people expand their business and in this particular case my gut was telling me so to speak my the inner, the inner voice was telling me that it was time to basically cut you know cut their losses it was time to move on and that's very very difficult because i had spent time uh, and that is that ultimately is resources that uh, that they are investing in the efforts that I'm making and so I I did not take that decision lightly and there was a lot of confusion around that. There's a tendency sometimes to want to to keep moving forward at all costs but in this particular case it really really felt like a mistake and so that was obviously in the middle of not only being angry and frustrated at at this potential client but I also had the added complexity of dealing with some confusion and a little bit of, of a lack of clarity about what was the best course of action. I knew this. The one thing I did know is I could not make an effective decision while I was angry. I knew that I could not do that because my tendency is if I get angry enough, and I found this to be something that other people that I've spoken with about this, that it's a lot easier to lash out. It's a lot easier to make a decision that I'm going to regret later if I make that decision out of anger. And sometimes, no matter how much I don't wanna do that, I'm human. And it's very easy to do that. So what I ultimately did was I gave myself some time. I knew what I really needed to do was attend to my thoughts, attend to my reactions to really witness what it was that I was telling myself about this situation. And once I got to a point where I could actually relax some, where I could begin to accept that this is what is, that I could embrace this is what is, there's nothing that I can really do to change their behavior that at some point I'm going to need to speak up, but I wanted to speak up from a place of peace. I wanted to speak up from a place of clarity, and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that right away. So giving myself, and that's really what I want to say as well here, that giving, giving oneself the, the gift of some time and space, if it's possible, if it's not a not, you know, life or death decision, that has to be made right away. I find that it is much better to make this decision after I have regained some clarity and some perspective. And that is really the power power of mindfulness practice that ultimately I was able to get to a place. I couldn't force myself there. I could not brute you know, I could not necessarily speed things up. I, I went through whatever I went through and it took time for me to let go of all that anger. It took time for me once I realized that what I was telling myself was just really what I was telling myself, and that no matter how angry I got, that that was really just me continuing to cling to a state of mind that really was not going to—the anger itself, was I knew, was not going to change anything. Uh, the, the desire to lash out and to possibly get unconstructive in this situation was not going to change anything. And I knew that. And then once I was able to see that, then it was really a matter of just trying to put myself in the best position to make the best decision I could for the people that I'm accountable to. And I ultimately wanted to try to be the best person that I can be. And I know that I can't do that when I am acting out of anger, when I'm acting out of resentment. There's no way for me to do that. And I know that many times when I have done that in the past, I have generally always regretted it. And I don't want to have to spend time in regret because then the damages are already done. And I don't. And I think that enough damage in this case had been done that I certainly didn't want to compound that. So for me, I have found that no matter how extreme the emotions get, no matter how extreme the thoughts get, uh, no matter how much how much emotional energy I'm feeling at any given time, whether it's either happy or sad, I guess if you, someone wanted to call it positive or negative even though I don't really necessarily see these things as positive or negative, they just are on some level, that I can get caught up in extremes of any kind, whether things are going my way or whether things are not going my way. And what I'm so grateful for is to be able to, if I didn't know a lot, if I didn't know what the right choice was, and all I really knew was that I was angry, the one thing I did know was what ultimately helped me get through this And get to a place of clarity. And that was the only thing I really could do at that moment, in those moments, at that moment when it first happened and the moments after, was that I needed to take however long it took to allow myself to begin to witness what it was I was thinking, to begin to see through what it was I was believing for whatever identity I've I've created of, of myself as the victim, that it was going to be a process and that I couldn't just snap my fingers and suddenly everything was going to change. Uh, and sometimes there are times when it feels like we need to make a quick change, but unfortunately, in matters like this, I found that it is quite difficult to do so because I know there's work to do. I know there's things to pay attention to, and I know that when we want quick we want change quickly and we want to turn we want to change course quickly. sometimes it feels like paying attention to our thoughts and paying attention to our reactions is just going to be is going to just take more time and not get the result that we want. But what I found is that when I get in a hurry for wanting a certain result, if I haven't done the work, if I have not gained some clarity and some perspective and some headspace to be able to really see what it is that I'm thinking and to see really what it is that I'm believing, most likely whatever decision I'm going to make or whatever action I'm going to take is going to be one that I'm going to regret. And I'm not saying this is 100% guaranteed. But in this case, I feel like, at least for me in this life, I want to regret as little as possible. I'd like to be able to make the the best decision I can make. Even if I don't know in any given moment what the best decision is, that I I will basically be more well-served to consult my gut and to consult my deep inner knowing if I have my mind somewhat, I don't want to say under control, because I don't know if we can ever really control our mind, but I think in this case, if I can calm it using a meditative method of sorts, and if I can begin to pay attention to those thoughts and really get a, get a sense of how I'm talking to myself and what it is that I'm telling myself, and what, if there are any stories, really seeing what story it is that I'm telling myself. Because if I, can, if I can get perspective on with that, if I can really begin to get a lens and see what I'm doing with that, then I can begin to let go of it and realize that I don't have to believe it just because I'm the one thinking it. And for me, I was able to come to a place, and it has nothing to do with me. There's nothing special or unique about me. The only thing about me is that I chose to to uh, start this practice and continue it and sustain it. And it really has changed my life in a lot of ways. And it's this is available to anyone. Uh, but at the same time, though, I was able to ultimately make the decision... Uh, to no longer proceed uh, in this with this particular relationship. And that was not a decision that was easy for me uh, because ultimately, you know, finding new relationships for my clients is how they meet the goals that they have. But in this case, I feel like, I felt like in that moment and I still feel like that was the right decision. And it was very easy as someone who has found it difficult to stand up for myself sometimes, I know that it's much easier for me to stand up for myself or anyone that I'm acting on behalf of if I have done this work, if I have really attended to what it is that I'm thinking. That Hopefully whatever information I'm using to make a decision will be more clear and less biased if I am paying attention to the one place where that information can become biased where I can begin to sometimes lead to, I don't want to say to delusion or illusion, but ultimately if that's going to happen, if I'm going to do that, I want to be aware that I'm doing it. I want to be aware that I'm perpetuating any illusion or delusion. And really it's about just paying attention to the mind. And it's very, very simple. It's very painful at times. It's not always easy. There are sometimes no clear answers, but I know that if I sit with whatever I am thinking long enough and how I'm reacting long enough, Uh, At some point, the answer will will make itself apparent. And I just have, I want to have patience in that process because that's ultimately what it takes is the patience and the willingness to sit with these things when they don't feel good. Because ultimately, at some point, clarity is is attained. At some some point, there is some perspective that there is to be gained. And I know that it takes time and mindfulness practice and and ultimately allows me to be able to cope more mindfully. Because sometimes it is going to take time to get there and know what to do and know what the next course of action is. And I'm very, very thankful for this practice as it really has enabled me to be able to be in a place where I'm more likely to know what the, what the right course of action is in any given situation.